Let's grab Mike Moroney. We want to find out if Alan Kerr is going to get to the post in the Melbourne Cup. Of course, he came here with very big credentials. He was trained by William Haggis, and we all remember he had a victory over State of Rest, the Cox Plate, when it was a real blanket finish with three of them hitting the line uh, that particular day. You know, the Tats, of course, Gold Cup May of last year. Mike Moroney is joining us. How are you, Mike? Yeah, yeah pretty good, thanks. Tell us about yeah. the hiccup with Alan Kerr's preparation leading into the Melbourne Cup. Um, we came out and worked here Sunday, a couple of times going on the uh, out of poly track, and probably um, called off. He was uh, just walking a bit short, so we sort of had a bit of a fit around with the foot. Uh, so we got the blacksmith and, and vet in, and um, they sort of worked away at it. Uh, we then notified the um, stewards that uh, we, you know, we, the horse was um, fractured sore. And what was going on, and they've been really good to work with, and so have the um, the vets, uh, the, the club vets and that too. They're, they're going to give them right through the scratching time to, to come right. Um, but it's something that, that basically, um, you know, with a bit of time, uh, you know, they can come right quite quickly, and it's just a bruise, so hopefully we'll be fine to run. Sometimes they can turn into an abscess, or an abscess can form, Mike? Oh, we don't think so. We've thrown an x-ray through, and there's nothing underneath it, so... Um, so for that reason, we, we, we just say it's just a bruise only. That's what the vets and back to the figure is. Just isolated to one spot. So he's obviously just stood on a, something working, a stone or a shoe or something out on the track and um, just got one spot where he's got a bruise. So what's your gut feeling, Mike, of him getting to the race? Oh, look, I'd say it'd be 95% in our favour, um, I would think. So, um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully we, we can. Obviously, he's been a work in progress, this horse. We talked about his credentials when he came from the Northern Hemisphere. And look, he's run at Mooney Valley, certainly had merit last start. You must have been pleased, ridden conservatively. Yeah, look, we um, just to prove we couldn't get much of a line on because of what happened during the running, the way the race was running. We were going to go jump and go forward. The only plus about it was that we we sort of um, gained um, a bit of knowledge about how we should be riding them. Uh, because over 2,500, you actually went, went to sleep and was going to pick up and run home. So... You know, we'd have to ride with a bit of cover. Um, so that, that was a big help, but we just didn't get much of a line on him. And his sectionals were very good. They were some of the fastest in the race closing off, and he didn't really get a chance to wind up fully. Yeah, dead right. Yeah, no, you're right. Um, yeah, so really it was just one of those races where we couldn't get a total line on him, other than the fact that Ollie came back and said what he did, and uh, he just said, look, he'd be running him in the Melbourne Cup, and he thought it'd be a real chance on the way he's going. So, um, and he said he gave him a good feel. Uh, so he get the, the, you know, good chance to get the trip, and then he, he um, said that when he did get in the clear, he sprinted quite, you know, quite well. But then he had to get, grab him up again. He's going to run up uh, behind him. So um, he said the little feel if he got of him late, he gave him a really good feel. So yeah, that's the big query. Will he will he stay, Mike? Yeah, well, that's the same as most of them in the race, I suppose. He's one of the, if he's got something in his favour, he's one of the very few Group One winners in the race. Um, Obviously, they on the clear one of Melbourne Cup, and, and there'll be others there, but not many. Um, and he's won a, a mile and a half all Ascot as, as a, a three-year-old. Um, so you would give him a good chance to get it, you would think. Okay. And, Mike, you are tweaking the gear with the headgear? We are again, yeah. We've left everything on by the one-eyed blinker. We're taking that off, leaving the, leaving the pricker on, uh, take the one-eyed blinker off, leaving the crossover on and tongue-tie. Um, and you race, that's how you race in the, the cup. 
Okay. And of course, we all remember Brew Mike. So you've been there and done it back over 20 years ago. It was actually 2000. He defeated Yippie IO, $14. He had 49 for K McAvoy. Barrier, 22. Similar draw to uh, actually Val and Declare. Did you have a, just remind me, you had a dream, didn't you, before he won? Yeah, I did. I dreamt that he won number 24, Barrier, 24. Um, I, and and the, we're in the black cap. Um, and that was about three years before we, and I wasn't even training him then. Um, and the um, only thing was they're going right-handed rather than left-handed, but it was certainly the Melbourne Cup going right-handed in my dreams. So it was quite, quite amazing. And it wasn't until the, uh, the the second Melbourne Cup I ran him that he went around, he went with the black cap the first time with the wrong number. And this time he was barred 24, number 24, and um, exactly how I dreamt it. So it was perfect that he came yeah. out and won it. So if you could believe in dreams, well, uh, I haven't. I've, I think I dreamt that Serrero won a Caulfield Cup one other time. And he didn't, so. <laughs> Your brother Paul was uh, obviously instrumental in securing the horse. Who had him before you got him? Uh, my old boss, Dave O'Sullivan, actually. Dave and Paul. Well, actually, Paul was actually trained yeah, in there because Dave had retired by then. Um, and, of course, he's out of Hawks that they trained. And so the O'Sullivan's had him first. And he was actually in Sydney. Um, I stayed with him uh, with Great Command, who was the champion New Zealand 3 of the year before. And I saw him there, and all he was wanting to do was be a, wanted to be a gelding badly. And um, Paul O'Sullivan mentioned to me that he, that's, he'd been sold to Singapore and they were going to geld him. And the money never came through, so I said to him, well, could we have uh, an option on him? He said, yes. So I rang Paul. And Paul said, we've got to buy this horse. I'll tell you about him later. So we uh, rang Craig Lindbergh, who was our main owner at the time, and he was sitting in an office with Richard Pegan in Sydney. And uh, they underwrote the horse, and we went off and got him vetted and bought him. So, um, and I see Richard Pegum's colours. He's drawn number twenty-four in this year's cup. Yeah, and look, I give that horse some hope of running top in the top yeah, half a dozen. Yeah, he was he was pretty bullish about it when we went and had uh, lunch on the other day. So, um, so you know, if you believe in uh, it rehappening, well, it's certainly Barry twenty-four. He's used to it. Mm. And Mike, um, of course, Horlex, the mother of Brew, won a Japan Cup, didn't she? She did. Yeah. 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 She held the world record for a mile, for a mile and a half on turf um, at one stage, you know, for quite a while. And I don't know if it still now is, but um, it certainly was. She stuck around for a long time, that record on that. So, um, and of interest too is the fact she died at the age of 33. Um, Brew is 20, uh, 30 now, so he's got three years to go, and he's the oldest surviving Melbourne Cup winner now that Rogan Josh died last year. Uh, and he might make it to 33. And strange enough, our the mother of our, our uh, Melbourne Cup winner um, that my grandparents bred lived until she was 33. As did Hijinx, she lived until she was 33. So um, maybe it's going to be all around because it's uh, quite interesting. But um, he's, he's still alive at, at 30, bro. If Brew was in these modern Cups with all these imports... How do you think he'd measure up? Oh, he'd be winning it, yeah. The year he won it, he'd be in a seriously good field. Like, uh, I make no mistake, second coming was a very, very good horse. Give you IEO on his day, was a very good horse. And they and he ran home in one of the quickest sectionals in, in um, the history of the Melbourne Cup when he, um, at the end of two miles, and he just got strong that year, and he just improved 10 lengths, I reckon, that last year I had him. And Mike, he's uh, just one of these horses we know without a fight running today. He campaigned in Queensland during the winter. Yep. So did Brew that year. Yep. He won the Melbourne Cup. He was in Queensland. Good it's right. a good recipe. Mm-hmm. I think it was the making of him. 
and I started schooling him when, I, when he was up there, and uh, yeah, certainly from the from that having that trip away and that and the difference between the winter and the spring, he was just a ten length better horse. Um, but it certainly was the right recipe to have him up there and spelling up there, and and I think the one of Freebins is definitely one of the ones to beat without any doubt. Thanks for joining us, Mike. Let's hope the horse Alan Kerr gets to the post. Yep, fingers crossed. Yep, Mike Moroney telling us a bit of the story, interesting about the dream uh, with Brew. But let's pick up the closing stages. Mike's got Alan Kerr, as we mentioned. And that horse of the Pegums is more Fallons. I got a bit confused, as I said earlier, when doing his replays. I'm thinking, I can't find this horse. And then I realised his name was Script Writer. And the reason I give him a solid chance, obviously Chris Waller's a master, Chris has only started him once. He was beaten in a blanket finish at Geelong. But you go back and look at some of his form. But the run I'm going off is subsequent to that run where he at Royal Ascot where he ran into Vauban. He ran second to Hamish at York uh, that particular day. He raced, they raced together in the small field. And he gave Hamish a fright. Hamish is trained by William Haggis. There was only a narrow margin. Well, since then, Hamish has come out. And he's won two races since. And he's a very good stayer, Hamish. He's actually won 10 races from 18 and those two races he won since were group three races and of course this horse won a couple of jumps races as well so no dramas with staying he's by churchill we've seen that sire in the news with first immortal and also attrition the group one turak winner but let's uh, pick up the closing stages of brew winning the cup for mike maroney Coming home well on the outside now is Brew. Carpstead Way's battling away in Yippee-Yo-Yo. Brew hit the lead at the 200 from second. Coming the stablemates are clear from Yippee-Yo-Yo. But it's Brew going for home 100 out. McAvoy wheels a whip. And Brew draws away to win the Melbourne Cup. Two links to Yippee-Yo-Yo second. second.